Welcome to an Oasis podcast. In our eighth episode, I mean, it's crazy. We've actually got to eight episodes this year. From almost a year of Team Oasis podcast now. We started in May. I think it's April or something. Something like that. And now, on our eighth episode, we meet a very talented cop player. Introducing Sebzi. Sebzi. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm Sebzi. Uh, I've been co- playing COD for uh, like six years now. Uh, I was playing uh, playing Comp 4 for a while, and then I ended up uh, coming back to COD during uh, Vanguard. Um, I, uh, I like sports a lot. I, uh, I'm in the United States Army. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it about me. Tell us, how did you get started as a cop player? I, honestly, I always looked up to, uh, like, Bay's Optic and, uh, like, when the CWL stuff was going on during, like, uh, like, BO2 and stuff like that, uh, and then I kind of started, like, watching them a lot, and then I, I started, uh, like, trickshotting and stuff like that, uh, in MW2 when I was just, like just a kid and then uh you know kind of like from there I started like uh playing like GBs and uh stuff like that and uh I think BO3 is when I really started getting like crazy in a COD um and then like Advanced Warfare I started playing a lot too and like it kind of just evolved from there uh, I took a decently long break between like BO4 and came back uh during Cold War like sniping and then uh and Vanguard ended up getting back into like playing comp and stuff Mm-hmm. So, we've heard a bit about the COD. Let's go back to the roots. How did you get into gaming? Oh, I honestly, it was like something I'd casually do. I remember like playing Warhawk and stuff like that with my like on my dad's PS3 and stuff like that when I was uh when I was younger. But even on like the PS2, me and my brother used to play uh like golden eye or something like uh it's like 007 and we used to play that together and he was like i think he was like 12 or something and i was like seven mm-hmm. i was like kind of beating him a lot and i was like oh this is fun and then you know it kind of just evolved from there i started playing like call of duty 2 right. uh like you know just the campaign based cods mm-hmm. and then i ended up uh playing uh like world at war and stuff like that and like the xbox mm-hmm. 360 and then i was like this is fun uh, and then I kind of like just started uh, getting more into it, uh, getting more into like setups, getting more into comp, and you know, because it really interested me. So it sounds like you're a very long-term COD fan. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. I uh, I used to be like a really uh really big fan of like Optic. I was a really big fan of, and like I said, mm. Phase previously. Uh, actually, in uh, in BO3, when like I first started Question. getting really into comp, yeah. Question. What's yep. your favorite COD team? Currently, like COD League. Yeah. Okay, so currently, I'd probably say uh, Seattle Surge. Um, mm-hmm. I just really like their players, like Accuracy, Mac, and uh, mm. like Pred and Sib. So uh, I really like currently, uh, you know, because there are a lot more COD teams getting out there because like. You know, before, uh, you, you know, like, the big ones were strictly, like, optic and phase, and, like, you know, they had red, but that was, 
strictly like sniping and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, that's like, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of cool, like seeing how far like COD COD scene's actually grown in the past few years. So of course, it is crazy. Sadly, though, what do you think about the COD League? Do you think it should be more accessible to more teams, or yeah? I uh, I think the way they kind of used to have it compared to the like the way it is now. I remember like more back then you were seeing a lot like less known teams playing it, like uh like Mazer Gaming. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, but they uh no. like they're playing like in CWBL Vegas and stuff like that against these pro teams. And I think you know as like time went on, like a lot of these teams that were smaller weren't able to like compete with these bigger like mm-hmm. organizations because you know they had more to offer. So, and I think, like, it's kind of a good thing that, like, the CDL kind of chalked it down to, all right, you know, we got these specific teams. They are the ones who actually have been able to compete and put on the best show. Let's just keep it at that. Yeah. Now, like, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these challenger players, like, uh, like, Scrap, uh, Beans, who just got picked up, and then, like, you know, there's, there are a whole bunch of people who play for teams and like challenges and stuff like that you get scouted by these bigger teams so it kind of like still keeps the door open to the uh like challenger players and like Mm -hmm. these other people who are playing in these teams and like these other teams like these smaller teams are still able to compete at lands uh like online leagues and stuff like that so like i guess like the cod scene itself it like doors open but i mean cdl like i think the way they're running it's like okay yeah. But do you think that there should be more amateur tournaments available to the COD scene? Because there are from what from a outside perspective, it doesn't look like as many tournaments available to more teams trying to get into that scene. I feel like it's a very hard game to get into. Right. Uh and honestly, like I would say like publicize it's not like you know something a lot of people see but like based on their state like uh i know i'm from ohio and Mm -hmm. there's uh they hold a lot of lands like twice a week for cod teams uh like 40 minutes from me Mm -hmm. and then you know in like columbus they hold them and in pa they hold them like so i think like people locally like know but like right. I know, like there's a big venue in uh in Michigan that holds like some really big lands down there, and then like the door is open for like us to go compete in like challengers and uh like the CDL events, like the majors they have. When they're actually at the venue, we uh if like not even if you're a part of a funded team or not, like you could get a team pass and you could compete there, and like Ooh. so. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good, to be honest. How many lands have you been to? I've been to four. Okay. I've won three. Tell me about them. Uh, it's. I mean, it's a cool environment. Uh, there's a lot of toxic people in the community. It is good them. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Really uh, infamous. But no, nah, yeah. It's uh. But I mean, there. It's a. It's honestly like it's a good vibe, and it feels nice, like mm-hmm. being able to compete. You know, and like you feel like you're actually kind of doing something with like your career there. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people like nowadays, like you know, the 
the parents and stuff like that, you know, because things were different for them. Like, you know, they didn't have this kind of thing. You know, it was either like, mm. oh, like playing sports and stuff like that. But like esports has yeah. grown so much, you know, and it's there's a lot of doors open to a lot of different people now. True. I do think esports does get a bad name sometimes. Yeah. But I do think a lot of people... it is changing though. Sorry. I do think a lot of opportunities are available. Like you can get a degree in college nowadays with esports. Right. Yeah. So it's no. quite nice to see. I'm um, speaking about esports. Tell us about your esports history. Like tell us about your teams you've been on. Oh. Dude, I've been in a crazy amount of teams. Uh, I've been contracted to a few. Um, actually, I was uh, Mazer, who I was telling you about before. I was on like a uh, like an under league they had or an under team they had for uh, because I was under the age eighteen playing. Um, they had like a uh, kind of like a ban on team or right. whatever you'd like to call it. You know, like of uh, people who could learn. Uh, I talked to Teddy Rex, who's a professional COD player. Um, you know, and he, he taught me a little bit about COD. Uh, but I I think the first joint the, like, um, team I... Yep. Wait, for the uh, yeah. viewers who don't know this person, including me as well, who is this Teddy person? So, Teddy Rex, he was, uh, he was a professional player for uh, for Mazer for a while. Uh, he ended up getting right. picked up by... Uh, I forget who he got picked up by, but it was a, it was a really good team. And he kind of uh, started like making it. Uh, I believe he's 25 now. He did. Uh, he did retire. I believe. Uh, he played for uh for Lethal for a while. Uh, after he got like, he had a after he got signed or dropped from Mazer. Uh, and then he uh, actually played for Seattle Surge, the team I'm a fan of now. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, in December 2019 to like I believe 2020. So, because mm -hmm. uh, I started playing for Mazer. Uh, as like an under league player in 2018 yeah. now he ended up he did end up leaving them like after their season um mm -hmm. so but i'm a big fan of that name seattle surge i do like yeah, that branding as well the green and the blue is very clean i can't right. lie yeah them uh, out, you know Drown mm -hmm. them out. it does yeah mm. yeah so and you've told me in the past What's it called that you've built an esports team? Yeah, so uh, my team was Tell called me how it Banished. Began. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I am like, you know, I own a, I own a restoration company now and stuff like that. I've always like, I guess, kind of, kind of enjoyed being like the leader of stuff. Uh, I was mm -hmm. the captain like for my football team. Uh, I played football for twelve years. I cool. was the captain of my wrestling team. I played, I wrestled for twelve years. You know. And, like, so, like, I've always, like, kind of had, like, that, I guess, leadership mentality. And, like, I was in uh, a lot of teams as just a player. And there's always things happening that I had no control over. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to bring my talents to this team. And the team was doing really good. Uh, it was a co-ownership. And uh, we were averaging, like, four, like, we were, we were having really good support. Uh, we grew really well on Twitter for, like, two weeks. We were averaging, like, 300 to 500 likes a tweet like mm -hmm. we were doing real good and uh the owner ended up kind of yanking the account and blocked me on everything and then oh yeah it kind of yeah so yeah. but i mean it's you know it's one of those things of what could he do you know so mm -hmm. yeah of course unfortunately so tell me the whole history 
of the team. How long was that going for again? It was going, going for uh, for a few months, yeah. Right. I'm not not 100% sure, like, you know, the exact time frame, but I'd like mm -hmm. to say, like, four or five months. And what teams were going on? What do you mean? Like, what teams did you have? Like, what esports teams? Okay, yeah, so we uh, we had Rocket League, we had Fortnite, we had COD, okay. um, we had Valorant wasn't a thing yet, so, yeah, yeah. you know, those are, like, the main things we were doing, and then we had, obviously, like, content mm -hmm. creators and stuff like that, but... Yeah. So... I've heard you've also dived a bit into Fortnite as well, like as a yeah, player. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, so I was playing Fortnite for uh, for a little while, um, and then you know I started uh, started realizing you know like the amount of people who are playing for and uh, you know I guess how much like luck based the game actually is and like oh you got better internet you know you got better this better that that you're gonna you're gonna play like better you know and I feel like the you have to have the best of the best to be able to compete in that community, so. Yeah. Of course. And what's it called? So with your whole team, what was your team called again? Ban uh Ban yeah, Banish. Sorry. Banish, right. Right. Because you told me it was going very well. So what caused the whole drama? You know, there wasn't even any drama, man. Uh Oh. The dude literally just out of nowhere just up and yanked the account, mm. so. Fair enough. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's what can he do, but... Mm -hmm. Random question, though. I noticed you have yeah. Astro Gaming headset. Yep. I'm a big fan of Astro myself. I've got A30s. Um, okay. The A40s, good headsets. They are, the yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, they're used they by are. a lot of cop players. We can tell they you are, and that's actually like uh, I I seen them a lot. Why so, by no. the way? Why so? What's that? Why do a lot of cop players choose that headset? Uh, I think honestly, like the mix amp systems that they uh that they have um, that like, I mean, you could buy. Uh, like I have mm -hmm. one connected now. Uh, and then I know like right now I think they are uh they're using Razer. And I think it's because of like the sponsorships they have with them. So like Razor. every year, uh, yeah, yeah, they're using Razer headsets now. Oh, so, like this... I'm not a big fan of Razer to be honest. Yeah, so well, I mean, I know like it kind of seems like it's like I know I've seen a team using a Steel Series and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I think it's individually like the team sponsor, but... you know, like they're gonna rep them and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's quite hard normally. To work Astro Gaming nowadays since right. it was bought by Logitech. Before it was just the headset company. Right. Yeah. Was... yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of um which reminds me, what are five sponsors? What's that? What are five dream sponsors of yours? Oh man, uh G Fuel would be pretty cool. Uh control freak. Mm -hmm. Um, scuff, because I mean, like that's Ooh. what I use. Yeah. So, I. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. Honest. Oakley would be pretty cool. Um. And honestly, I believe that's it. Like Seal Series or like Asher would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Okay. So, mostly, gaming brands. Right. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you have? 
in store for the future? Uh, so I, uh, so I plan on, uh, like I said, signing with a uh, new, like, funded con team who will mm -hmm. uh, cover me to go to lands and stuff like that that's currently getting worked on. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I'd like to get more into content creation um, and, like, streaming on Twitch and, like, uploading on YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I'd like to uh, post, like, a setup tour on my setup mm -hmm. and stuff like that and, like, you know, get more involved with that. Uh, because I've kind of stayed away from that scene now. I uploaded a lot to Twitter and stuff like that, like clips and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, you know, I just would like to grow more in the community, more than I already have, so. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And on the subject of streaming, so, Kick, Kick.com, what do you think of Kick? Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I've heard some crazy things about Kick, so mm -hmm. I'm not really. I know there are uh, there are a few people who are like trying to switch over because of like the monetization and stuff like that that they're are getting you? on Twitch. I'm not. No. Yeah, it's I. I've heard some crazy things about it. <laughs> are you going to reserve your handle? No. They don't want Sebzy on Kick, just in case you change your mind. That'd right. Good idea. Yeah, I know I have it on. Uh, I know I have it on Twitch, but I uh, like I said, I mean, I know like my girlfriend. She used to do a lot of stuff on uh on Kick, and then like she just told me some crazy things, and I've just been hearing about it a lot. So, right. like what? Just like, I guess the more inappropriate things that kind of kind of happen on there. Uh, that like oh, because of the lack of um motivation. The lack of right. Yeah, yeah. Because like they really don't seem to care. Mm -hmm. To be honest, so yeah. So, like, what happens on there most of the time? It's like, you can say on the whole podcast, you know, it's not like right. Yeah, no, I guess there's a like you know like Omegle. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like some some weird shit like that happens on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a lot of sexual stuff and stuff like that. That like, you know, there there are kids who are gonna like make these accounts and then. You know, yeah. they're not going to, they're just going to be seeing some shit they shouldn't really be seeing, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. You think it's sustainable? I uh, I don't know. I mean, if they get, like, some more moderators on it, yeah. But yeah. In terms of, like, guess, you know. money, though, do you think you can, like, live on? As in, like... Like, as a... Will it like stay around for as long as you know Twitch or YouTube? I don't or... think I don't think it'll end up. But yeah, I don't think it'll end up getting big. I mean, I know Kick's been out for a really long time. Uh, I mean, but like it hasn't ever it? really grown. Yeah, Kick's been out for a while, dude. Like really? since I was a kid. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. I thought it's yeah. been around like I thought it was new. No. Oh. I thought Trainwreck created it. Oh. No. It... Yeah, it came out in 2010, what I'm looking at here. Wow. Yeah, so, and that's what I mean, like, it hasn't, like, done mm. anything, you know, so. Well, hopefully Trainwreck can pull it around. Yeah. You know who right. Trainwreck is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm So, yeah. so as it's a cop actually, player, uh... yeah, what's up? What advice would you give to, like, People wanted to start out. Uh, honestly, like, 
I think the biggest thing is like don't try comparing yourself to a pro. Now, like I know like a lot of times like you'll you'll watch these pros play and then you'll be like, Why can't I do that? you know, and these guys are putting in like twelve to fifteen hours a day grinding mm-hmm. the game. You know, the these guys are playing with these guys who have like crazy chemistry together, who have been playing together for yeah. years. So you know what, these these guys are are going to be, I guess, more ready than what you like you I mean, more ready than I obviously am, right? Because, I mean, I'm sitting yeah. I'm sitting here and, you know, they're sitting in L.A., right? So, I mean, and I think a lot of people, like, compare themselves to pros and then, like, just get discouraged. Now, you can look up to them and you could try playing like them. Like, I do that. Like, I thought what the uh, what the pros do. And then I'm like, oh, okay, like, I could do this better. Like, you could compare yourself on that aspect, but don't get discouraged because they're better than you. But you could try to be better than them, if you know what I mean. And would you, would you recommend any like peripherals? As for like, in the, yeah, in yeah. the game, mm-hmm. as like settings and stuff. Yeah. I uh, I mean, don't like I know like Warzone and stuff like that. Like the FOV mm-hmm. is like really big. Like so, like people play like one twenty and stuff like that. Now, I know like one o one o at but after 110 your uh your fov actually you right. start getting less aim assist pull uh now like don't like like i said dude like and sensitivities and stuff like that like don't be like oh everybody's using 66 let me use 66 like do what works better for you and what like will benefit you the most gotcha yeah like feel so feel what is feels it like good a guide to, to it is it like a guide to find out your sense uh i mean they have like a lot of youtube videos and stuff on it but Mm -hmm. i would say like i know every time i get on right like i'll go in and i'll put like the score limit on 200 and i'll start shooting bots for a while um like just to get my hands warm and stuff like that and like you know make sure i'm not going in and playing bad so but i mean and do you have like a training schedule like a warm-up schedule for cod games uh so usually uh usually I'll wake up um sometimes go to the gym depending at like 5:15 in the morning it's usually like mm-hmm. when I'll wake up when I go to the gym but cool like as like a normal day I guess I would go uh wake up like make breakfast or you know eat something and then like yeah I would I I don't like like hopping on like the second I wake up like I'd like to you know, be able to wake up and, like, not just sit here and play a game all day. So around, like, 11 o'clock a.m., uh, I'll get on and, like, shoot bots for, like, 30 minutes or something. And, like, you know, be like, oh, I could do this better, like, focus more on, like, my centering and, like, mm-hmm. recoil control and stuff like that. And then I'll, uh, I'll end up, like, going in and then I'll, like, force sack with uh, a few of the other people I play comp with and, like, we'll play ranked or something. Do you use and then, any like, we'll run third-party aim trainers? No. Nope. I generally recommend um Kovacs. It's a very good aim trainer for practicing aim. Yeah, so I know Kovacs is like big for a uh, KBM aim, but I know it's not like crazy for controller aim. Oh, true. I forgot. I keep forgetting your controller, yeah. man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because actually, mm-hmm. so in the comp COD scene, you cannot play contr- or you cannot play keyboard. Really? Yep. That's a very interesting esport. Like most esports yeah, so... play to play keyboard. 
And I think that's why it was, uh, yeah, so, and that's the thing, is I don't think they want people to have, like, the edge. Now, a lot of these people are uh, zenning, using, like, uh, Cronuses, so they could get rid of the recoil, and, like, actually, Call of Duty's having such a crazy thing with hacking right now, where, uh, like, all these people are walling and using aimbot and stuff like that, so. Dude, it's horrible. It is so bad. It is, like... Once every three games, you're running into a hacker, it seems like. So I'm actually personally hoping that COD goes back to console. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that stuff's, like, done. Now, these people could still zen because they could program it on a laptop and still put it into, like, their PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. But, you know, it would get rid of these people walling, at least, and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like their loss because they're not going to actually be able to do anything with the game. They're just going to go into rank but... play and cheat. So, you know, <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. So, any other games you want to like invest your time in? Uh, like Apex, Valorant. Right. So I play. Uh, I play Apex a little bit. Um, oh, cool. I played. Uh, played Val for like a week, and then I was like, "Yeah, this is." I don't know, man. It's just games like I. I just don't like it. Like I like CS:GO more personally. Um, fair enough. But, like, I mean, I don't, playing competitively, I guess, there's not really uh, another game I plan on playing. Uh, I like playing any game uh, called Squad, which yeah. is, like, a uh, more like a milsim kind of game. Um, and then, like, Hunter Call of the Wild uh, and, like, Green Hell, which is a survival game. Um, yeah. I know I'm going to uh, gonna buy the Sons of the Forest that just came out. For, That's quite uh, popular. Like early release, yeah. I haven't seen any footage, but I know I've seen it, it really... trending on Twitch quite a few times. What's it about? So it's uh the original forest. Um, I'm not sure if you ever seen that, but it's like a uh, you're on a uh, you're on a plane and like the plane crashes uh, on an island, like where it has like these inbred cannibals, pretty much. Uh, Damn. And they like kidnap your kid, and like people on the plane like are dead or whatnot, and they uh. And then you could, like, you go try finding, like, the survivors, and then, like, you find your kid, and then, like, all this stuff. It's actually pretty fun, because, like, you get to, like, build a house and stuff like that on it, and, you know, you survive these days. Yeah, it is. So, actually, me and my brother, uh, we beat the Mm. first forest a few times, but... I thought it was a battle. It's a fun game, yeah. No, no, it's... Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I was expecting it to be something like Rust, my opinion. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, okay. yeah, Rust is a fun game though. So screw around on that. I've a never lot. played it. Yeah, I just yeah. Know how good it is? Yeah, I wouldn't like. I never took it serious. I literally just run around with a pumpkin on my head, screwing with people. <laughs> but the bears are scary, man. In that game. What's that? The bears. I've never seen bears in that game. So really? Oh wait, never mind. I have. I died to him. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Also, um. You mentioned Valorant. Speaking of Valorant, I know you're on our team that currently runs Valorant. What is your opinion on Bandis Esports and like your experience being a part of them? I honestly, I mean, I think First of all, how did you join Bandits? I I believe well, was it through you? Yeah, no, so it was actually uh my uh my old Fortnite duo, they uh they originally joined you guys, um, and then yeah. he wanted to bring me on with him so he could represent you mm-hmm. guys as a duo. Uh, and then 
we ended up he ended up leaving or getting kicked after we uh we switched back to COD. Uh and then you uh ended up keeping me on as the manager for yeah. previous things that happened. Uh mm-hmm. and then I mean, but I don't know. I mean Bandits isn't like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna say it's a bad team. Uh I know that you have left like two weeks ago mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh yeah. But I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff that has happened in that team. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of toxicity in it for sure. That's uh, true. It's true. I don't want to chat shit, but yep. this is why I kind of left. It just got too much. In right. my opinion. I'm not gonna like you know chat shit about the team all the time, right? But at the end of the day, right, I'm not gonna spend like over 400 pounds on the team, right? You know. If it's just that toxic, you know what I mean. I know we got rid; of, they got rid of quite a few of the toxic members. Um, what's it called? There was someone on there called Spooky or something, right? I wasn't a fan of that person. Not a big fan. Yeah, me neither. But yeah. Um. I mean, you know why? But <laughs> <laughs> like, they generally just like um, as soon as they find someone they don't like, right? They just gang up on someone in the group chat, like all of them did. And then the fake hacker yeah. shit man was <laughs> as well. Yeah. That was quite funny though. The Riddler suit man. It was like the Riddler, the Batman man. Right. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I mean, and honestly, you know, because when all that fake hacker stuff was going on or whatnot, they, uh, you know, and I told them to kind of relax. They all kind of hopped on my head a little bit. So. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the way I look at it is. You know, there there's a place for everybody to be, you know. Of course. I mean, I just feel like I feel like the mindset like you have if you can't take somebody like if you can't be civilized to somebody just because mm. they're uncivilized to you doesn't mean like if you can't be civilized just... then you shouldn't be on an esports team. Right. And honestly, like I feel like in general though in life, like like if you can't take something on the chin and just keep moving a little yeah. bit, like it's you're not you're not gonna progress in your life, honestly. Exactly. Then, like Mm. So, but I mean, I guess that's just a personal opinion. Like, you know. No, I generally agree. I do like think I, there's a I lot mean, of people, right, who just attack people, right, just because they can. They're so butthurt, right? right but they and just, just because them. they, like, I mean, as you've seen, like, I had a different opinion than them, and they're bashing mm. me for that. So, yeah. You know, and I mean, like, I, I will talk shit to people who, you know, will mm-hmm. say something to me. I mean, and honestly, not even because I'm mad, just because it's honestly a little funny mm. that they they're that upset to be honest um yeah, yeah. now like i think there's times like where you could say things to somebody and like you know just leave it at that but there's uh a thing like where yeah. people just take <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just take it on the chin a little mm-hmm. bit but yeah so, yeah i, I don't really, know um enjoy running the team as much as I did running Blue Skirmish. I'm sure you've heard of Blue Skirmish a little uh-huh. bit. Um, because the people I work with are more mature than the, the Bandits people. And that's not, be, not me being rude, but it's just like, a lot right. of the times there was things that was just over the top. People took right. things too far. Yeah, and I think and people just need to like stop being so sensitive, to be honest, man. It's true. It's true, man. 
it's easier said than done, of course, for most people. Yeah, unfortunately. Because most people have to go through something like, you know, change, of course. Right. It takes time. But another reason was Bandits, to me, it didn't feel like my own team. It never... I felt like I was running someone else's team for them. Because I had control. I had... I was putting the money in right. But at the end of the day, there's still... It's a really weird ownership dynamic. Because they call themselves a company, but they're not actually a company. Right. So, they're not registered, right? And what's right. it called? They say they have stocks right, but they don't. You can't have stocks right if you're a, you know, private company, let alone, you know, not even a company at all. And there's like, there's more than two, in a, two owners in that team, but you just don't know. So there's actually, Domino actually owns a bit of Bandits himself. Domino does. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a little bit. I'm not chatting shit, right? But I do think, right, I'd rather him be honest, you know, about him owning the team. Right. Because when I joined, I had no idea until he said. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And what's it called? I think. Um, Another thing that I didn't like, right, what's it called? Was. The, what's it called? The move away from main orders. Did you see that? They like no. shut down the Twitter account. I had to claim it back. I logged back into yeah. it using the same password and I got it back, like on my phone. And I was like, well, if you don't want it, you know, I'll take it back, you know. Just don't right. delete yeah. it. And, yeah, and honestly, like, I think my time there is going to be coming up to an end anyway, so I'm not, mm. like, too worried about it. Uh, yeah. Like, I generally don't hate the team. Anyone right. who is in 2AM also... Not 2AM. That's a bad team as well. Well, not a, not as well, but that's a bad team. 2AM Esports is a really bad team. But anyway, Bandits. It's not a bad team, but it's just... What's it called? It's just... It's got a lot of things that you need to fix. And I do think yeah, they can improve. Lot. They can improve it though. I'm not gonna like you know chat shit because there are so many good things about Bandits. They've got full Valorant team, full of amazing players now. Like they replaced the whole roster, and these guys are pretty good. Um, Varney, he's a really nice guy. Not sure if you met him before, but yeah, um, he's pretty chill. Um, what's the called? X09. He's an alright when it comes to like making banners and stuff. He's pretty chill. I'm sure you've met him. They, uh, our chat has not been active in three days. So. Who? Bandits chat. The Bandits chat, yeah. Oh, so. that's not good. No. But yeah, um, what's it called? What's the, um, what's the thing? The jerseys. The jerseys. Have you seen the jerseys? I saw the baseball jersey because I still have access to the email, technically. Right. Because I created the email. Hmm. I don't like what's it called, um, message or anything. I just like, you know, to watch. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know. It's interesting to see what they're going to do with it. Right. Like, I've returned everything. It, all, all ownership is to them. But some of the jerseys are so good. 
like the baseball jersey um armor have designed is insane okay like the color gradient it's like this gray to black color gradient i'm not sure if you've seen the white bandits jersey they're also making i have not but like i said i mean honestly like probably this week i'll uh, be heading out of there i uh Mm-hmm. I'm still in the process of because yeah. that uh I'm going to actually be the uh the captain of that team that I was previously talking to you about. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me a bit of, about that team. What's the team called? Yes. So it's uh TBZ one is uh mm-hmm. kind of like I guess what they go under, but they're uh like a sub name they go under. I'm not too sure. I could let you know in just a moment here for me. And just for posters, by the way, if posters watching this, I respect poster, okay? It's just, yeah. you know, the people before, right? you know, of course. Yeah, and actually, I mean, there's, a, like, I, honestly, I don't even really mind, like, anybody in the team. Uh, the mm. people I didn't like and are and the ones who ended up getting kicked yeah. or ended up leaving. So, I mean, honestly, like, generally that I don't really care too much about. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know there's some, like, there's just so much crazy stuff that's always happening. Yeah, it's just TBZ one. TBZ one, or as Aztec. Yeah, Aztec. Ooh, I like those names, man. I like for branding. That's cool. Aztec. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and they uh they have a few golds. Uh, mm-hmm. they have played at uh they've played at challenger events. Um. Yeah. Previously, so. But. Okay. I look forward to seeing you on the playing field. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, Lan. Yeah. Is. Yeah, with the um that main rewards account, I have recovered it, and I have changed the app. By the way, I've kept the logo the same, but yeah, I'm keeping the team right for when I come mm-hmm. back to esports. Okay. Because I do want to come back. But not for maybe two years. Are you? It's gonna be quite a while. Cause right. I want to like set up my other brands I'm working on. Cause it's just more cost effective to work on them right now. That's fair. Yeah. Also, tell me about your business. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Also, so your uh, your screen's quite bright, by the way. It's kind of messing with your webcam. Oh, is it? I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Should be okay. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a water restoration company. Uh, if people have like water line breaks or anything like that, we uh we go in and we restore their house, which you know oh, they could cool. entail uh yeah you know having to run fans and dehumidifiers or uh mm-hmm. you know us having to completely tear their house apart. We uh we're doing uh yeah. quite well to start the year off. Um, we uh we've worked for different insurance companies. Um. We uh we do water restoration, like sewage cleanups and restoration, uh pressure washing, interior demolition, um and just like I guess stuff like that. Uh we do mold mm. remediation, cleaning up like mold spores and stuff like that. So So you like uh, self employed? Yeah. Yep. yep. It's cool. Yeah, I have it's it, nice I worked in Yeah, I've been worked in uh two months actually and I still have a few grand, so Damn. That's yep. pretty good, man. Yeah. You must be making yeah. 
a decent amount of money. Uh, I believe this year so far thirty four thousand. That's amazing. So, and you're quite yeah. young as well, aren't you? How yeah, old are nineteen. You? Nineteen. That's impressive, man. That is really yeah. impressive. Yeah, I started this. Uh, I started this business when I was uh, seventeen and still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh cleaning. Actually, I was cleaning suits. Uh, my dad he owns a uh, plumbing business, and uh, I was cleaning. Uh, I kind of motivated me. Uh, a lot of the jobs, like I would kind of ride with them and help them with. They uh, nobody would be there to like clean up the uh the mess or anything like after the plumbers left. So I was like, hey, you know, like, you know, kind of like a light bulb moment, and I uh. My first job, I cleaned out the hose and squeegees, and then like dumped a whole bunch of disaffected on the uh, on the basement floor, and then I I started getting more like interested, mm-hmm. and then like I started buying like more supplies and like all this stuff, and then I was like, whoa, like this is cool. Uh, now when I was away for the army the second time around here for myself uh, in September, I uh, I right right before I graduated. Uh, the school I was at, they uh, ended up getting a like new machine, and then I ended up doing more with my van, and then I ended up getting some more fans, and then like, you know, starting getting more into that. Uh, I'm in the middle of getting my certification actually in water restoration, which I will hopefully have like this week or next week. So, yeah. actually, in an hour, I gotta go do an estimate for somebody. But, you know, so it's it's a cool thing to get into for sure. It's mm. and it does a lot, you know. It's yeah, it's neat. What would your advice be for people trying to get into a trade? Just go for it. Uh, now, I'm not somebody who I, I just don't want to work for anybody. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. I've always been like very, I guess, self-motivated Respect for that. my own success instead of somebody else's success. Now, yeah. I know a lot of people aren't like that. Uh, I know a lot of people like are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm content. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who are content. Uh mm-hmm. Now, as far as people getting into the trades, like uh, my brother, he did construction uh, at a trade school and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, I would say like, if something interests you, do just go for it. To be honest, like, like the only thing that's gonna stop you is yourself at the end of the day. And you know, there are gonna be people who might love you, who you know think it's in your best interest, and are gonna tell you to, you know, pursue something else. Or, but honestly, yeah. the best thing I could say is just ignore them of course because you're gonna take it it. on the chin because when you are at that age and you know you're 30 years old and you're like what am i doing you know and you know you're like i had interest in this thing and you guys shot it down and then you're just gonna have like not like a hatred but like a little bit of like a despise of like like this person really you know just didn't support me when i really needed it and when i was really interested in something and honestly, like my dad, he's he's kind of one of those guys who are kind of like that. Uh, unfortunately, um, I mean, I love him to death, but he's just he is just one of those people. Uh, now my mom, she's completely different. If I have like, if I'm really interested in something, she's like, go for it, right. you know, like I support you. Now I know like there, are, I feel like more people who are like my dad out there who are just because it is something that they couldn't pursue, and yeah. don't think they could have pursued, they don't think you can, and. Mm-hmm. Like, same for esports. Like, if you guys are seriously, like, so interested in this, go for it, dude. Give it your all. Like, try try your best. And then whenever you think 
you absolutely have to give it up and you've given it your all, like your hundred percent, then give give it up. Go find something else. Because there's all at the end of the day, there's always gonna be that something there for you to yeah. fall back on. And there's always gonna be things that you're gonna have a passion for it, something you're gonna fall in love with. Just don't give up on stuff that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, because yeah. it's going to end up making you hate yourself and what you do every day. I promise you. I do think it's important to, like, you know, burn the boat sometimes and, like, you know, not have a backup option. It's always good to have one, like, an idea right. of one. Sometimes it's good to, like, sacrifice stuff and, like, just go all in, you know, right. the cars on yeah. the table. Rather right. than being like, do I really want to dip my foot in the water? You know, if you don't, you know, you never know. Like, right. you know, 99% of businesses fail, right, of course, right? You're not going to, like, normally nail it first time. I mean, sometimes yeah. people do. Um, but normally, right, out of quite a few ideas, right, there's one idea. After you've kept trying, it just sticks. You know? That's the power of you. Right. Never get and, you know, I, I started this thing off, you know, it's like my my company itself is something like not something I was going to uh, pursue for, like, my life, you know? I was just doing it to get some extra money. And then I realized, like, I'm very, like, I'm a very clean guy. Like, right. like I just like being clean and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. You know, seeing, like, the transformations of these people's houses and, like, basements that I was doing, like, how clean they ended up becoming after, yeah. you know, I would go there and clean it up. I was like, dude, this is, like, this is cool. I was like, actually... I enjoy this, per, like, truthfully. And then, you know, it's kind of one thing led to another. I started getting a pressure washing because I bought a pressure washer. And then I was like, oh, all right, you know, like, well, now I can get into water restoration because that's where more money is. And that's where, like, these insurance companies are going to pay me. And then I got my first $20,000 restoration job in January, like, for Liberty Mutual. And then I was like, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, holy shit, like, I just bought a truck outright in cash. Like, and it was... Damn, outright? Reasonably, yeah, it was a reasonably expensive truck, like, so, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, sitting here and I'm like, dude, like, you know, no, I I just made more in in this month that some of these people are going to make in their whole year. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, because I was self-motivated to do it. To clock onto that, by the way. I yeah. do think there's a lot of parents, right, like, you know, force children to go into more higher education when they don't need to, you know. Like, normally it's quite pointless, like, oh, in the UK we have um university, but I know over there it's college. College, yeah. Right. So, for this we're going to say university, of course, because it's just easier. But, Great. you know, sometimes it's important to, like, choose a trade, you know, like, doing an internship or an apprenticeship is often better, right, for you. Because working sometimes, right, you're going to learn way more, you know, than some random teacher, you know, just telling you something, right? And you haven't spent half as much time, you know, doing that thing, right? Because most teachers, right, don't know anything, to be honest, right? Like, in the trade, of course, they know stuff, right? But not in some classroom, you know what I mean? Right. You never, like, get any so experience. So that's, uh, that's, like, a really nice thing about uh trade schools in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, you could go to a trade school... uh when you're like a freshman in high school or you could go to a trade school when you've graduated and you could get the same degree that these people are spending four years and ending up in so much college debt for and you could get it in yeah. two years get more hands-on experience and get the same degree mm-hmm. 
and half the time and same for these people like you know they some of these uh trade schools are doing stuff for doctors too like like you could go on and you could be in a surgery room i know uh, i remember somebody from a trade school uh, coming over and talking about it when i was still in high school their daughter ended up going to college to be a uh be a surgeon or something and then the uh the expenses started getting way too high and right. so she ended up dropping out. She ended up going to a trade school for two years. And the second week she was at that trade school, she was in a surgery room with a surgeon while he's performing surgery, learning from him as like a student, you know, yeah, and these people who are pursuing. Well. Yeah. And there are these people who are pursuing the surgeon degree in college will never, ever, ever stop foot in that surgery room mm -hmm. until probably their senior year if that yeah you know and, also, and like i yep also one thing as well is it's cool right to have that education of course but the thing is about union college right it doesn't give you experience when you get out of there you might just end up in walmart you know what i mean right yeah and, the, and you, you know you really want people... that with that ex extremely high college debt you know right I 100% agree, and there uh, there are a lot of people who are unfortunately, you know, who uh, end up not doing anything with their uh, with their degree that they end up getting from college, and I'm not sure why that is. I think in the United States, it's like 70% or something or more, maybe, like 78% yeah. of people don't use their uh, their college degree mm -hmm. after they graduate college, and you know, it's now they're in debt. They are 22 years old. Yeah, have no more money and. Here they are, like you said, now they're finding themselves at Walmart with this degree, but they can't get a job and they don't have the finances to get anywhere with it. You know, so there's a lot more. Now, I'm not saying that, like, that people shouldn't go to college. Like, there, there's, I'm sure there's many opportunities for people to go to college. Obviously, that wasn't a route I was going to take, you know, but there, if you do it right, man, and like I said, if you got the passion for whatever you're going to college for and you're smart, go for it. But if you are not confident in yourself to go to college, maybe maybe look at different options. Maybe, okay, where where is the money at? Where are the trades at? What would like what interests me? Is there something other than college? Is there a community college I could go to for only two years and you know get this degree? Is there you know like openings is there internships like they're look for other things than just what these teachers in your schools tell you to do because mm -hmm. i promise you those teachers who are telling you how to play your life out are making just 30 grand a year mm -hmm. and they're still trying to figure their life out because they're not gonna they're not gonna get you rich dude you're gonna get yourself rich and yeah. you know same for these college professors dude these guys aren't making nothing like and they're telling you how to how to live your life Mm -hmm. like don't let people who are not successful influence you because at the end of the day you're just going to end up in the same boat they are and i guarantee you they are not going to be the happiest people yeah of course when someone gives you advice you should always remember like look at them first right are they living happily right it's like what's it called right what's it called? someone right tries to give you gym advice right when they don't go to the gym you're not going right. to take it obviously right um but yeah, I do think the sad truth, right, is that most people just pick the universities and colleges, right, only because they're forced into it by their parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a sad and reality then, where they pick yeah. options, right, don't even apply to the job, like they pick psychology or something, right, 
How you're not even going to become a psychologist? Let's be honest, right? You like yeah, the subject, of, but you don't actually yeah. want to become one. And a lot of people I know, like, are. I mean, there are exceptions, like, but still. Yeah, and there are a lot of people who are like not people who will be able to like pursue something in psychology and who. So you have a psychologist, right? Now, right. I know there. I know people personally who are not emotionally stable people who are going to be giving these people life advice. Now, yeah. you get somebody with depression who is a psychologist, and then you come in there because your sister died or mm. something, and you yeah, need yeah. this help on life. You have somebody who already has a naturally negative outlook on things who suffer from depression yeah. themselves. They're not going to be able to steer you in the in the best direction as somebody who mm-hmm. doesn't have depression, you know? And, like, there, there are things that, like, are going to influence, like, what people tell you in their, like... I I just don't think people understand of, like, how... Like, who they are taking advice from. Mm Mm-hmm. I think therapy's great, right? But Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. I do think... Because I've done therapy. I think a lot of people have, right? But you shouldn't rely on it, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, it doesn't work right. Well, it works to a certain extent, right? Then you... You have to be the one who saves yourself, you know. You're depressed, right? right? You have to get out of that. That's what I believe, right? I believe, right, you know, that a lot of people, right, don't actually try to help themselves. Right. They just sit there saying, oh, my God, I'm d- depressed. I hate this. I hate th- I hate that. Well, do something about it, you know? You can't... Yeah. If you're going to do nothing about it, right, what's it called? No wonder why you're depressed. Right. You know? You know, and there there are a lot of people who will sit there and bitch about, you know, like you said, being mm-hmm. depressed and the environment they're in. And they, like you said, they will not do a thing about it. And unfortunately, like, my brother, and my brother is a little bit in the uh, in that kind of situation where the uh, his girlfriend isn't, she, uh, she suffers from, like, depression, anxiety, and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of starting to rub off on him a little bit where... You know, he's starting to, like, feel out. and But he is so, like, distracted by the person that he lives with and, you know, yeah. is in love with or whatever. And, you know, is not realizing of who it's making him turn into. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, and I, uh, I've i been gone a total of seven months in the last two years between the whole Army stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about and, that. How yeah. did you get into the Army? When did you join? <laughs> So I actually joined uh, when I was a junior in high school. Uh, I went to basic mm-hmm. training between my junior and senior year. So between yeah. grade 11 and grade 12 uh, as a split op. So Wait, my so junior, parents, when's that? What age is that? Uh, I was 17. So right. my parents actually signed off for me to be able to go to basic training and uh, mm-hmm. for boot camp. Uh, and then whenever I graduated high school, I was able to yeah. go to my job training, for uh, which I'm a water treatment specialist. Uh, Gotcha. So, like, we uh, purify water, and, like, if we're ever in, mm-hmm. like, Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that, we would we would be the ones purifying water, not only for the soldiers or the, you know, Marines, sailors, uh, and, but we'd be cleaning the water for the civilians, too, who, uh, mm. who live out there, so. Yeah. But uh, there's, a, I mean, I've, uh, I've actually personally been in, you know, a few different news articles uh, oh, myself cool. for, uh. You know, for like, mm. you know, doing the military thing at uh, at like while I was still in school. Yeah. Uh, my business, I've uh, well, I was in our business journal 
um, for what I have accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. so, so what I made you know, want you know? to get into the army? So I uh, ever since I was four, um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of looked up to. Uh, I've always looked up to people who are in the military. Uh, I remember going to uh, going to like these festivals and like seeing all these like cool army trucks and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, this this is really cool. Uh, I'm very like down to earth, and I, I honestly like I love the United States. I love the people in it. Uh, I love what the United States has accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've always like, and I'm not like one of those people. I'm not gonna sit on the sideline for uh for other people to yeah. go fight something for me. Uh, You're either you know, a lover and, or fighter. Right. Right, and I, uh, and I don't want to. If I am capable of being able to do something, and mm-hmm. you know, just being able to say that I took the yeah. chance and I, I signed the same line as all these amazing people have passed away mm-hmm. while fighting, you know, and it feels like it brings me closer to the roots of like what America is actually about. Uh, now, America, right. like the the United States military, is crazy diverse. My girlfriend might be coming in here, but uh, the like military is so crazy diverse, and like it, it's yeah, you know, and it's really nice, you know, seeing all these people from all these different backgrounds mm-hmm. and all these different lifestyles like working together. Yeah. Now, like, there's a big misconception of people who come from successful families like not having to join the military, or you know, it's it's more of it's not a way out for I feel like like somebody in my oh, scenario, yeah. you know, it's more of just because you know I'm in a situation or position doesn't mean that I should not be able to mm-hmm. fight for something, you know. So yeah, of course. Ever since I was four, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm gonna join the army. I'm gonna join the army, and I uh, unfortunately had a lot of uh, health issues when I was a kid. Uh, oh. That I'm not gonna really get into. Um, mm-hmm. but. You know, and I was like, yeah. got really discouraged from where I could actually end up in my life. And then, but I mean, I fought through like the adversity of things yeah. that, you know, I would like if I would publicly mm-hmm. talk about just not, I would get kicked, you know, real quick. So, you know, I, uh, I, but I fought through all these things growing up. And, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. it made me stronger mentally as a person, yeah. you know. Because I, they told me I'd never play football again when I was younger, and you know, but you I, did. I kept playing football, you know, and like I just mm-hmm. didn't let a lot of things stop me. Like I broke, I think, yeah. thirteen or fourteen bones, you know, and you know, I kept coming back and kept coming back. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm uh, very, I guess, like strong-headed with uh with things I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. and the military is definitely something I was passionate about. See, uh, I, I remember. Strong, I have a strong quote. I live by, yep. and. Basically, you're not a failure, what's it called, if you lose. What's it called? You're a failure, right, if you run out of things to lose. And what you're doing is you'll keep on, you keep going. And that's what I respect, you know. Like, no matter what, you know, you don't give up. And that's what yeah, life man. is all about, you know. You can't just sit around on the sidelines, you know, because you're never going to get anything done, you know. We own, right. Our time is precious, of course. You know, we don't have much time left. Right. So, you know, and I mean, honestly, like, you know, we, I mean, that's it, you know, and 
-hmm. That's like the biggest thing about like pursuing things that you enjoy is we don't know yeah. when our time is gonna like be up here, and we do, we don't know who we are gonna impact while we're here. You know the things we enjoy that we're going to leave behind, and the people we're gonna leave behind. Like, mm -hmm. but we need to to do what will make us happy while we're here. You know, and I'm not saying like go do dumb stuff. Like, of do course. things that truthfully are going to make you happy for the long, yeah. like long term. You know, and just don't give mm -hmm. up when things start getting tough because whenever, whenever yeah. you just give in. And then you're sitting there in 10 years and you're like, what would my life have been like if I would have kept pursuing this? You know, don't live with the what ifs, just do what yeah. you think will get you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And this can so. be applied to any field. I know this is a gaming podcast and a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be in the army. But you can still apply a lot of stuff like from this talk, right? And a lot of motivation and tips into like, you know, whatever you want to be. It doesn't matter what you want to be. It, the same thing applies to everything. I do believe, right? A lot of people, what's it called? Won't, you know, try to like, um, what's it called? Take advice unless, you know, it's from some kind of like, people in the same audience, like, oh, what's it called? Like, oh, he's a gamer. Then I'll listen to him because I'm a gamer too. And I understand the sense of relatability, but I do think, you know, sometimes people, you know, should take advice from, all sorts of people, you know, right. I believe. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and honestly, like, even these big influence out here, they will never, like, it's not a guarantee that they're going to have the best advice for he, who you are. Of course, like, because we don't know how a lot, how quickly they blew up, right, you know. Yeah. Because it really does affect a person as well. A lot of people have to be fake, you know, especially, yeah. right, to earn money as well. Yeah. Behind closed doors, you don't know what they think, you know. They might just be saying it, yeah. you know. Just because you know, they get you to be like, "Oh, this person's cool." And, yeah, you know, but really, they're like, "Yeah, that shit's dumb." Like, mm. there's definitely uh, a level, yeah. I guess, of who you're actually looking in, like, up to now. Like, I mean, I'm not telling you guys like mm -hmm. leave what what I'm saying because I'm just some I'm just some fucking nineteen year old kid, you know. But I mean, I think you guys should definitely look into who you're looking up to and take a look and look at who you are and what could what you could do to better yourself and better yeah. what you're doing so i do think this has been an exceptional episode and i do think a lot of people can take a lot of advice from you especially from what you've just said and your career so far a business you know at 17 Making quite a bit of money at 19 right now. Very good. Especially for someone of your age. So, but yeah, what's it called? Um, we're now an hour into the podcast. An hour and three minutes. Time flies, man. Time flies. I was wondering about, you know, what to say, you know. Because I was about, to, I was like, how am I going to fit this into an hour and stuff like that? And then I just, <laughs> just kept making stuff up, man. Right, yeah. And I'm a, yeah. I am talk a lot too, so I'm mm. sure that helps. <laughs> yeah, at the start you were a little bit quiet, but then you yeah. you started to really start talking, man. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, on to the next thing, Mike. The three questions you have to ask me now. Yeah, so 
Uh, what like what got you into the whole gaming stuff? The whole gaming stuff, like what gaming as a whole, like how yeah, like the whole the whole community. Like, what made you like be like, I'm going to download Twitter. I'm going to, you know, get involved with these teams. I'm going to like, mm-hmm. you know, pursue this stuff. What made so you esports? So yep. esports in a sense. Um, that is a good question. I guess I just felt like you know, the urge to you know. I, I've been on a lot of teams, right, and I've noticed that a lot of teams, you know, don't support their players, you know. And I feel like a lot of players are misrepresented. And, like, you know, a lot of them are treated pretty badly. And, you know, it's not easy running an esports team. I've got a lot of respect for most of the owners who run esports teams, right? But I do think, right, what's it called? A lot of esports owners will waste their players' potential and time. And that was my, that's my whole goal, right? Eventually, I'm going to come back to eSports, right? With a solid plan, okay? Because I don't, you know, let's just say I don't play games just to play games, okay? I don't want to be, what's it called, the guy who just, you know, does it because he can. I always have to have, you know, a reason behind everything. Because if you don't, then you're not going to put your soul focus on it. Because if you don't know why you're doing it, then you're never going to get anywhere. Right. You always have to have a vision and a plan. That's what I believe right. leaders should yeah, have. Yeah, no, I believe that too. No. Um, but yeah, 2025, um, I will potentially be working on a new esports team. But for now, I'm currently working on Blue Skirmish, which is producing Valorant tournaments. We got, oh, okay, um, yeah. we got verified as well on Challenger mode. A space okay. where tournaments are hosted. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We've been trying yeah, since October, so it's quite a big W. Stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. But yeah. And yeah, I just, you know, I really enjoy the community aspect, you know, and helping people, I guess, because what's it called? My um, daytime job, it's, um, I work in IT. So I, okay. I fix people's printers, um, their desktops, their tablets. And, you know, the reason why, what's it called? I didn't originally, you know, think, ah, what's it called? I'm doing this to help people. Because I do think a lot of people who do this, who do stuff, right, to help people, right, normally are lying. Because all they're just trying to make themselves look good. Um, But basically, right, you know, it's always good to have, you know, a passion for something, right? But mm-hmm. then, you know, the desire to help people normally comes later as well. Y- you know when you want to help people, right? When you actually help people, you know? When you actually do it, yeah. I yeah. get that. And it's the same thing for esports, right? Because I was a content creator for quite a while. I joined a bunch of teams. And I saw that, you know, it's called these teams, right, weren't prioritizing their own content creators, right? Right. And that's why I've tried to fill with Oasis and bandits. Bandits didn't go the way I wanted to, right? But I never felt like I had, you know, the power, you know, to change things in bandits, right? I always thought, right, like, you know, I was running someone else's team. And it's no shade to them, right? It's just, you know, the team's not for me. Right. Yeah, I feel that. But yeah. What, uh... What made you want to get into IT stuff? IT? Um... Well, at first, of course, 
I've always enjoyed gaming, of course, so that goes hand in hand. Right. I think most people who enjoy the PC aspect are gamers or streamers. But nowadays, I barely play games, to be honest. I don't really have much time because I'm working um, six days a week. Um, the thing is, right, what's it called? I like fixing stuff. And what's it called? It's a quite enjoyable when you can fix something, right? That's how, how, You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like being able to put something back together. That's yeah. Mm. yeah that's, uh, and you, so you, why, you know why? that you've actually oh. helped someone as well. Yeah. They're like, happy about it. Right. What uh? So what made like? Did you ever play any games competitively? Um, I tried to, but the thing is, competitive really isn't for me. I'm not the okay. best at gaming. I'm more fair. of someone who like you know prefers to create content. To be honest. Okay. That's more fair. Of a content creator. Yeah, I mean uh, we all I, have our preferences. Yeah, I've got a. I'm more of a streamer, at least like when I joined esports teams. Right. So yeah. Okay, Before I fair. was super phase, I was known as J phase. Okay. First name, name. J. Yep. Yeah. Figured. Um. Yeah, I have played a bit of Valorant, bit of Apex Legends. I wanted to get into um Valorant. I did compete in a few Valorant tournaments, and they okay. were by the same guy who casts um the Blue Skirmish tournaments now. Um, oh, really? And the whole story behind that, right, is. Because I knew the guy for two years already, but I decided to get him on the podcast, right? And I was like right. to him, after, you know, what's it called? Maybe, you know, you could work for me and we could work on something big, right? And that's how Blue Skirmish was born. Because I, really, see, what I am, right, is I try to be a sponge, right? I try to learn stuff from everyone, of course. Right, yeah. Like the you podcast, right? Much. I never knew really how to do this podcast, right, until someone showed me, right, of course. Okay. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is like someone comes along and says, oh, look, you know, here's how to do this and that. And okay. then I get the general gist of it and I'm able to, you know, work on that for a solid few months until someone gives me some more advice. Okay. I work from there, take some advice from YouTube. But from the start, for most big projects, right, I normally look for an expert in the field to teach, to teach me for first. Especially when you don't know much about the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because um, what's it called? Um, Blue Skirmish. I knew nothing about cars. I knew nothing about esports tournaments. But now I know quite a decent amount. I know how, like, what's it called? The admin side. I know how to answer the questions. I'm not the best at casting the esports tournaments, right? I'm just not into commentating, like, live. It's quite a hard okay. thing to do, to be honest. You have to yeah. literally, you know, Say what you're seeing twenty four seven, right? But yeah, for like six sure. hours straight. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that's uh really all the questions I really got for you. Well, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you fun, having. Man. The time to come on the show. Oh yeah, I really yeah. do, man. Not like I had much going on. <laughs> so, um, where can we find you? Uh, so on uh on Twitter, um, 
on Instagram and on YouTube and on Twitch actually. Yeah. Uh now my uh my handle on those uh for Twitter, YouTube and Twitch. Uh my at is just Subzy. Now on Instagram my at is just Subzy Cod. Uh just how right. it's spelled C E B Z E Y. You heard it guys. Follow so. him. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah. About it. <laughs> also, one last question. Big yep. shout outs. What's that? Um, drop a few names, you know, like people who've really helped you this year. As far as like the gaming community or? Just like, you know, your squad basically, like, you know, like the people that, you know, the real ones. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, honestly, the biggest one is my boy Skeety. Uh, Zeth, Zeth's a, Zeth's a good kid. Um, me and Skeety, we're, uh, we're actually, he's gonna be coming with me to, uh, to TBZ1 or Aztec, um, Ooh. whenever I head, so, yeah. uh, Skeet's a really, really cool dude. He, uh, he's mm -hmm. actually from Canada, um, he's, uh, he's nice, you know, we, we, we mess with each other quite a lot, though, we, we talk a lot of, a lot of shit to each other, but. Uh, he's a he's a dog at the yeah. end of the day and he's he's honestly probably one of my definitely probably my closest friend in the uh mm -hmm. and like the community itself um so i plan on hopefully being able to meet up with him one day i hope the i wish he lived in the u.s you know i'd just be able to go down there but uh, i don't have a passport or anything so but i it'd definitely be really cool to meet up with him one day he's a really cool kid um yeah zeth i mean you know zeth i played uh i've known zeth for mm -hmm. four years actually uh or Damn. not more than four years. Shit, uh, seven. Sorry, Did you yeah, since real I was twelve. No, I've just been playing COD oh. or four and COD with him since I was OG. twelve. Uh, this guy is yeah. OG, man. So me and uh me and Zeth have had definitely a a lot of ups and downs. You know, as we were growing up, and you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, we kind of started getting more mature and stuff like that. Zeth's right. Zeth's definitely a cool kid too. We uh mm -hmm. said you know somebody's. He's the same age as We've known each other. Uh, yeah, he's 19. Fair so, enough. yeah, he's a cool kid, too. Yeah. But... It's nice but to honestly, see, you know, that's a... Cool. it was nice to recruit, you know, two more, two older Fortnite players compared to, you know, the demographic. Right, yeah. Because I do think yeah, Fortnite, I... you know, as a game is, you know, it's quite got a very young, you know, right, player you know, base. As... And I don't really <laughs> think most yeah. orgs, you know, should recruit people under 16 right and that's uh i mean i was i was pretty pretty good at four uh actually i was thinking about going back to it a little while ago whenever i because i just got mm -hmm. fiber optic internet so Ooh. but i really uh i've i've definitely found i've found my peace with cod and i really really enjoy it in the community and mm -hmm. you know think i could pursue that better than i can for it so i'm sticking yeah, with yeah. cod and i'm gonna push it through and you know see where it takes me so and honestly, at the end of the day, you know, whether Todd don't take me anywhere, I know that I could still play the game on a competitive level. I don't have to be a pro at it, but I could still, like, do something that I enjoy. And that's the of biggest course. thing to me is I want to do something that makes me happy, and Cod does. And, yeah. You know, it's a little frustrating I do think it's important to, you know, but... be happy, of course, in life. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I do, uh, I do actually have to be heading out of here, so. Mm-hmm. And so does the podcast. Yeah, and right. that, you know, is going to be a wrap for the episode. 
that was our amazing guest, Sebzi. Any last words? Nope. I'll catch you guys later, man. I appreciate you guys all for, uh, you know, if you guys actually did end up watching all of this through, I know it was a pretty long podcast. So. <laughs> An hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Crazy. I, uh, I appreciate you guys all. Y'all, definitely. Yeah. And don't don't forget, man, you know, support my boy Faze. He's a cool dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, no it. No problem. And yeah, that was our amazing guest, Sebzi. And that was me, your host, Super Faze, host of the podcast. We'll be back next month, hopefully with another new guest. I have no idea who's going to be. I think it's Barney. It might be Dutch Boy Cast, okay? Depends who gets there first, okay? It's always a race. Okay, because places, you know, they're getting filled, man, okay? What's the cause? And we're almost 10 episodes in, right? And the 11th episode, of course, everyone knows, 10 episodes, right, is a season. So season two will start then. Because it's 10 episodes a season. So season one, season two, you know, yeah. Be on the lookout for that new fantastic guest as well coming soon yeah thank you for coming on Sebsi. yeah no problem man i appreciate you having me on the next episode